the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The John Steigerwald Show, sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre recorded. Well, if you need me, I'll be in Washington County. That's where I live. Moved out of Allegheny County in 1990. One of the smarter moves I've ever made. Meanwhile, if you live in Allegheny County right now, good luck to you. Uh, but the Democrats just nominated a socialist for county executive, and they nominated a George Soros district attorney. His name is Matt Dugan. Um, he beat out Steve Zappala, who's been around forever. And according to the Post-Gazette and the Daily Caller, Zappala raised $227,000 for his campaign. Dugan raised 750000 and he got an extra 734000 from the Pennsylvania Justice and Safety Pack. And guess who the only donor is to the Pennsylvania Justice and Safety Pack? George Soros. And if you've been following the rise in crime around the country the last few years, you're probably aware that a lot of it can be attributed to district attorneys who got their money from Uncle George. Dugan is one of those guys who wants to keep low-level criminals out of jail. He likes no-cash bail and shortened probations. And you know how well that's worked in New York, Chicago, San Francisco, Portland, and right down the road in Philadelphia. And from what I understand, Dugan had the support of the crime-committing community here in Western PA. This is great news for them. And as I said, I'll be out there in Washington County, you know, with all the hicks with their guns. There have been some rumblings about more bums showing up in the city lately. And Uncle George's DAs seem to like that all over the country. There's plenty of room out there in Washington County. If you live in Allegheny County, and especially if you live in the city, you might want to think about getting out while the getting is good. Of course, this could be fixed if the voters would vote for a Republican, but we know that's not going to happen. And if you did vote for the Socialist and or the Soros DA... You deserve whatever you get. You won't be getting any sympathy from me out there in Washington County. When we come back, a longtime former Fox News producer will be here to talk about what a bad month it's been for Fox and how the future doesn't look much better. And in our second half hour, we've had a few days to digest the Durham report. And you'll hear from a guy who says it was a nice try, but it'll end up being meaningless. Stick around. The IRS is the most powerful collection agency on earth. And if you owe back taxes, the news isn't good. The IRS is raising the interest rate it charges on unpaid taxes, and further rate hikes are expected. Most people don't know it, but the IRS adds interest charges to your tax debts daily. So if you owe the IRS today, you'll owe even more tomorrow. And it doesn't stop until you get right with the IRS. The good news is getting right can start with one phone call to Optima Tax Relief. America's number one tax relief firm. Optima's tax professionals specialize in the Fresh Start Initiative, a powerful IRS program that can save you thousands if you qualify. In fact, the experts at Optima have resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients. Call now for a free consultation. Call 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. They are our love bugs and companions. They are our pets, our family, and they make life better. When we face unexpected challenges, so do our pets. That's why we're on a mission to support people and their pets. Whether donating a bag of kibble, sharing an Instagram post of a lost cat, or welcoming a foster pet into your home, every bit of kindness counts. Visit PetsAndPeopleTogether.org to learn how to be a helper in your community. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Whether you own a local business or a global one, 
always looking for ways to position your operation to create opportunities and move on them faster. With Bank of America, you get access to experts, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter, locally and globally. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Copyright 2023, Bank of America, N.A. They are our cuddlers and coworkers, purr machines and love bugs, and constant companions. They are our pets, our family, and they make life so much better. When we face unexpected challenges in life, so do our pets. That's why we're on a mission to support people who love their pets and the pets who love their people, ensuring these families stay exactly where they belong, together. And you have something to offer. With an open heart and mind, there is nothing you can't do. There's no gesture too small or too big when it comes to helping. Whether donating a bag of kibble, sharing an Instagram post of a lost cat, or welcoming a foster pet into your home, every bit of kindness counts. You can help keep pets and people together. Visit petsandpeopletogether.org to learn how to be a helper in your community. This has been a public service announcement brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Olivia, and I'm 11. Some people my age might think water in a basement's pretty cool. Who wouldn't want an indoor swimming pool? But my dad taught me a thing or two about homes. You mean all those times I talked about waterproofing. You were actually listening? Absolutely. I'm like Alexa. Okay, so how does Jandy Waterproofing protect your home? By keeping water out of the basement so it doesn't compromise the structure of your home. And? By not giving yucky mold and mildew a place to grow. Pretty good. Dad, I wasn't finished. Oh, sorry. And J&D Waterproofing can save you money. Do tell. By saving you from having to replace your basement appliances from water damage. I couldn't have said it better myself. Got water problems? Don't cry. Call 1-800-VERY-DRY. J&D Waterproofing. 1-800-VERY-DRY. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. Well, so how has the month of May been for you? Um, I bet it's better than May has been for Fox News. Ken LaCourt is a former producer there, and he was hired by Roger Ailes when Fox went on the air way back when. He joins us now. Ken, always good to have you on. Thanks for doing it again. John, good evening. Thanks for having me. So uh, (laughs) you have a pretty strong lead in your Substack piece today. Uh, The first line is, this has been the worst month for Fox News in its history. That bad, eh? Yeah, I I I think it's that bad. Um, um, they uh, they came off a horrible month of of a lot of damning looking leaks from their Dominion lawsuit, which I think a lot of those leaks looked worse in public than they actually were. Um, then they wrote a three quarters of a billion dollar check to a a company that was only worth eighty million dollars five years ago. So people got a great payday there. And then the whole Tucker Carlson fiasco is deeper than I think that that the top executives there realize. Um, you know, they they are comforted in the fact that there were other big guys that were were left before, whether that was Megyn Kelly or Bill O'Reilly or or uh, uh, Glenn Beck. But this one is different, and and it's it's hurting their relationship between their 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 viewers in a way others hadn't. But does it all revert back to the Dominion lawsuit? You know, I, I think that that certainly was was a big chunk of it. Um, um, you know, I, I, when they fire somebody who's been sitting in your living room, coming into your living room every day and spending an hour with you, there's there's always a bit of like, you know, why did that happen? Um, but this came on the heels of of kind of Fox News having a hard time, and some of the a good chunk of their of their viewers thinking that they weren't getting the straight story. Uh, and whether that was the post-election stuff, whether that was the Chris, Chris Wallace kind of debate that, that felt everybody like a liberal was uh, was the moderator on that uh, that debate between uh, uh, President Trump and, and Joe Biden, um, whether it was the Arizona call, which I think was the right call, but, but way too early. And that was a weird thing to have happened. And then bouncing Tucker for for, you know, no real apparent reason right now other than. The establishment didn't like Tucker. 
and and by that I don't mean the Fox News establishment. I mean the the establishment, and it looks like they're capitulating to to that. And you know, you combine that with the fact that it's pretty clear that that Rupert Murdoch doesn't like Donald Trump anymore, and so you see him a lot less on his entities, including Fox. I think a lot of them are really scratching their head and wondering what the heck is going on in a way that I've never seen before. Well, the prevailing theory for why Tucker Carlson uh, was fired seems to at least have become uh, that it was part of the settlement with Dominion. You give us $775,000 plus, I mean, $775 million plus get rid of this Carlson guy. You know, are you maybe, buying that? I, I, I haven't seen it, it reported in a, in a, in a way that I, I, that I necessarily trust it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there was somebody who said that they talked to somebody who Tucker said was told that by a, a board member of, of News Corp. Fox has come out and said that's false. Dominion's come out and said that's false. So I, I'm not quite sure on that. You know, it's kind of, I mean, maybe if Dominion was just trying to be nasty, but Tucker didn't. Tucker didn't say anything bad about Dominion, so I'm not quite sure why they would have had too much of a of a of a rankling for him. But it's certainly possible. Yeah, um, you have to get when you fire somebody like that, and you have to pay him twenty million dollars plus. There has to be a reason, and it's been a while now. Why hasn't there? Why don't we know the reason? Why are we still guessing? You know. Good question. Probably because um, uh, that's a good question. And, and I think if they were smart, they would have come out and said it, assuming there's a good reason. I mean, the reason could have been God, we're just he's bringing us a lot of a lot of media attention that we don't like. We're, the, the L.A. Times writes a story on the guy every 10 days that everybody hates this guy. And we're just kind of we're, we're kind of getting past this. So. And, and maybe there was no, like, big reason. You know, he said some nasty things about uh, one female executive, used the C word. Um, I know that female executive, and and as nasty as that word is, she fit that to a T. So I, I, I would, if that's actually what happened, I will send Tucker a fruit basket. <laughs> um, so, but, but I could see somebody on the board being like, oh, he said nasty words, and he did this. Uh, you know, they... You know, a couple of like, oh, here's Tucker off air things were released and they tried to spin it saying that he was sexist or this or that. And then I watched all of them. He looks like a cool guy when he was saying them. So, yeah. So I think it was a mishmash of things and not anyone. But, you know, look, Fox News and, and, and the Murdochs are, are right in the sense that it's like, you know, they've gotten rid of a bunch of, of top hosts in the past and their numbers always went off up. I mean, you know, they got rid of, of O'Reilly. And they replaced him with Tucker Carlson, and his numbers went up. So I, I think that they were kind of viewing it as that. Tucker wasn't the highest-rated show. He was close to it. Sometimes Hannity would beat him. A lot of times their afternoon show, The Five, would beat him. So I think that they didn't, they didn't understand what a real draw Tucker was, much more than any of the primetime talent, really much more than anybody on Fox News, because he didn't seem to be um, beholden to the, to the kind of – standard mantra that most of the, the Fox News people are appear to be beholden to. For, and, you know, he was he was and, and that was his, what people loved about him. And then when you fire him, it makes you wonder what's going on. Well, for what it's worth, I've heard Megyn Kelly a couple of times talk about that the woman uh, and yeah. uh, uh, she agrees with you. <laughs> I don't know if you, you you're friendly with uh, Megyn Kelly or if you ever talked to her, but she agrees with you 100 percent on her. Yeah, I mean, it, it, um, this is this woman's. Uh, it was is the head of PR for Fox News. Her name is Irina Bugante. She's just an awful human being, um, yeah, um, nasty, in your face. Uh, um, I, don't, I don't like to use the word evil too much, but she's pushing right up against it. And how does she continue to <laughs> work there when when she uh, when she? Well, you just said you wanted to send uh, um, Tucker a fruit basket. Well, yeah, how um, bad can it be? They view her, because they view her as an attack dog, and attack dogs don't have to be nice. Okay. So most of the time, she's chewing on the ankle of 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 somebody else, uh, you know, of of the New York Times or whomever. And so, yeah, you. But but she also bites at people internally a lot. So, um, but probably not the Murdochs. So so when you have somebody, you know, think if you have like a bodyguard out front and the bodyguard is just a nasty human being, but he treats you right. Sometimes uh, that value keeps you around. Sounds like somebody uh, who, when I work with somebody like that, I, my number one feeling about it is I'm glad I'm not you. You know, <laughs> you know what? You're, you're a hundred percent right. And that's certainly the larger, you know, yeah. kind of 
philosophical thing as man is as, as unpleasant it is to deal with you when i look at myself in the morning i'm not you <laughs> and, so, boy, that's, uh, and that's a that's a good thing but yeah. uh is there anybody in the and we're talking to ken lacourt former producer uh, uh, at fox was hired there by roger ailes when they went on the air um the the is, is there anybody in the building who could ever get numbers close to what he was getting you just talked about a little bit there about how they were able to replace uh, uh, Bill O'Reilly, they had Tucker Carlson there. I'm sure they didn't have any uh, expectation he was going to be as good as uh, do as well as he did. But mm-hmm. have you seen any of the interim hosts enough to think that any one of them could take over and even approach getting those numbers back? Um, no. Um, um, look, they have some. They have some very sharp and popular people. O'Reilly, excuse me. Um, Hannity still has a big audience. Um, he's he's not Tucker. It's a different thing. But he he's still. People watch him and love him. Um, um, Greg Gutfeld is probably the most interesting guy out there. Um, and I can only think of a few people externally that they could pull in who actually might might do something like that. I mean, but, you know, Fox also, you know, they don't they don't look at those slots as, as individual slots. They kind of look at the whole the whole team on that. And and, you know, the reality is, is, you know, very few people are like, oh, I got to get to Fox News so I can watch Laura Ingram tonight. Right. It's yeah. just like, yeah, no. she's pretty good. And, you know, kind of like the guy who was uh, well, when he was out in a hike and, and they saw a bear, he and his buddy, and he started putting on his shoes. And, and, and the guy's like, you can't outrun that bear. And he's like, I don't have to outrun the bear, pal. All I have to do is outrun you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and by that, I mean, you know, you don't have to be as good as Tucker. You just have to be as good as the alternative that somebody would watch on TV at 8, at 8 p.m. And and if and it's it, like, OK, I'm, I'm either going to watch Fox News, whoever that is, or I'm going to watch, I don't know, Newsmax or CNN or sports or something else. You just have to be better than your, your competitors to do to, you know, to do fine. I'm surprised they haven't tried Harris Faulkner in that spot. I think she's the most talented person they have right now as far as just uh, purely as a, a TV performer. Right. Um, and somebody, as you know, this is coming from somebody who worked in TV for 30 years, and I, I, I think I'm pretty good at judging uh, talent. Uh, she's a great, um, she's she's really, really good uh, as a live anchor during a breaking mm-hmm. news story. But she's also good uh, uh, with her opinions and asking tough questions. And uh, I'm surprised they haven't given her a look. Maybe she just doesn't want that time slot. You know, I, I, I don't know the specifics on that. I can tell you that most people would, would give their eye teeth to have that time slot because it comes with, you know, three times more money and a twice as big of an audience. Yeah. So, But I don't, I don't know the in, internals, in, internals going on there. Yeah. Um, so you write about the big divide between opinion hosts and journalists. What was that about, and uh, does it still exist? Well, you know, when a large company, a large news gathering company like uh, or a large news company like Fox News, at least the way we were we were set up, and I assume the other guys were, but I've never worked at CNN, is really there were two halves to the company. Um, one half is called the programming, and basically everybody sit, who's sitting down reports up to the head of programming. That's the anchors. That's the um, um, the opinion people, the hosts. The the, uh, the the contributors, the you know the people who are are you know kind of giving you giving you their spin on things. Then you have the news division, which they all lead up to another another whole side of that. Those are generally the people you see standing up, the the reporters out in the field, the the ones that are trying to break stories, the investigative reporters. Um, and and a lot of times those divisions are are well, they're, those divisions are often at odds with each other for a little bit because. A guy like 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 a Tucker Carlson is like, you know, he has to worry about our audience. What do I talk about? What do I not talk about? How do we uh, how do we do these things to build up an audience where on the news side, it's much more about tell the truth. Don't 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 spin it. Be both fair and balanced something that that you know, they don't pretend to to talk about anymore up there. Right. And and. You know, what we saw in in America and certainly at Fox and certainly at CNN and MSNBC was over time, the 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 programming side, the opinion side started to get a lot more powerful um, because people watch them more. Um, You would have a regular straight news show. You don't even see that outside of Brett Baer's um, um, uh, special report show. There used to be a Fox report in the evening. There was but those shows just they don't pull as much ratings. 
And to be honest, they're expensive to produce. Um, you know, when you have reporters standing, waiting for live hits, you've got news trucks all over the country. You've got all of that going into an hour. You know, you get a really good uh, you really get a really good uh, host. You know, he needs a guest and some and make sure the lights don't turn off. And you, you pay a big chunk of money, but it's a lot easier to do. And we as people started flocking to the opinion more so than the news. Mm-hmm. And so they that, you know, you saw and you talked about Harris Faulkner and her opinions 10 years ago, eight years ago. You wouldn't have known what her opinions were right. because on those afternoon's news shows, they were all about the news, not about what Harris Faulkner thinks about anything. Like Shepard Smith. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, although Shepard would just, you know, and, and I mean, you know, he, it, would, he would throw in his lefty stuff every once in a while. Yeah. Right? I, kind of, and it maybe became obvious after a while that he was liberal, yeah. but he wasn't beating you to death with it. But um, but but you know that whole that whole business model has kind of changed, and that's why you've got some some issues, and that's why you had the issues after the after the election when the hosts were still like you know Donald Trump Donald Trump goes down he's he's calling I was robbed I was robbed and the hosts knew every time they had Donald Trump on or talked about him the ratings went up that their audience loved that so they were playing footsie with them on this dominion stuff and to be honest very few of them um outside of Dobbs and maybe Maria Bartiroma were like yes the dominion machines were were doing nasty things but they would they would footsie up to it whereas the news side was like every time we look into this it's not true so you kind of had them being a little snarky and sometimes fact checking Sean Hannity and this other, you had the opinion guys still trying to, to hold on to those, those, those Trump's ratings coattails and knowing that, that their audience all believe that. And there was no strong leadership in there to say, all right, we need to, we need to, you know, hone to the truth more so when that's, when that's the case, opinion people. And if that means you take a, a short-term hit with your, your audience, that's just life. And and, you know, the TV, uh, the, the the news side, don't be snarky, don't put people down, but report the truth and, and, and say it without fear. That leadership didn't exist in Fox News. It would, I, you know, Roger Ailes died six years ago today. Um, this would not have happened under his leadership. Um, uh, you know, he had some other issues that uh, that that, you know, that forced him out of there with the sexual harassment stuff. But I'll never forget one time when I was uh, I was uh, yeah, I ran the dot com side. And and I was sending an investigative reporter out to Hawaii to try to find Barack Obama's birth certificate It was mm. probably 10 years ago. And this is something that the mainstream media dismissed, called it racist, blah, 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 blah. But there were some questions that I wanted to answer and they still hadn't released out the electronic version. And I, you know, so it's like, I want to find this out. And he looked at me in the eye in our senior staff meeting. And all he said was, Ken, this is a dangerous one. Don't make us look stupid. <laughs> And that said a lot. It was one sentence, but it was it was I got it. I'm not going to you know, I won't make us look stupid. Had somebody sat down with a Lou Dobbs and said, Lou, I'm not telling you what to say, what not to say. Don't make us look stupid. All of this stuff would have been avoided. Yep. Well, I'm I'm out of time, Ken. A lot of stuff I could talk to you about. But uh, real quick, what where can people find you? You know, best place for me is, is uh, uh, the Substack, or you can go to YouTube, and, or excuse me, go to uh, Google or whatever, Ken LaCourt, L-A-C-O-R-T-E. I do some video stuff and, uh, and do a newsletter about every other day. Uh, and it's really good stuff. Uh, so I really appreciate you coming Thanks. on always. Thanks, Thanks, Ken. All right, John. Thank we'll be, you again. Okay, we'll be right back. SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Whistleblower report compiled by a House panel asserts the FBI used the January 6th riot to mislead on a domestic terrorism spike. A new report unveiled by the GOP-led House Judiciary Committee said whistleblower testimony reveals the FBI is categorizing cases stemming from the Capitol riot of January 6th 2021 in such a way as to mislead about and artificially inflate the rise in domestic terrorism in the United States. The GOP report said that, quote, whistleblowers assert that the FBI pressured agents to reclassify cases as domestic violent extremism or DVE and even manufacture DVE cases where they may not otherwise exist. Edwin Mora, Capitol Hill. Wall Street this hour, the Dow is off 60 points. This is SRN News. 
Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. In the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-626-5252. That's 800-626-5252. 800-626-5252. Take it from Charlie Kirk. As I read this New York Times article, so I read the New York Times so you don't have to. Salem Media Group reaches more people than they realize. This is my favorite line of the whole thing. Their hosts are big names, and they have huge reach, which makes them one of the most powerful forces in conservative media. Tap into our big names to help grow your business. Call Andrew Pawaski at 412-503-4761. 412-503-4761. Thank you for finally noticing. Hey, John Steigerwald here for Johnny and Jesse Samick, my friends over at Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. When disaster strikes your home or business, demand the yellow van. Fire, water, or mold, Service Master's technicians are trained and equipped to get you back to normal fast. Even when dealing with insurance, you have a choice who repairs and cleans up the mess. Make sure you demand the yellow van. Call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Service Master. Paid for by the Sentinel Group. Attention veterans, active duty military, civilians, and contractors. If you were issued earplugs between 1999 and 2015 and were diagnosed with hearing loss or ringing in the ears, you may be entitled to compensation. The manufacturer of these military earplugs recently paid $9.1 million to resolve claims that their earplugs were defective, potentially exposing service members to damaging sound levels that could have resulted in hearing loss or tinnitus. If you or a loved one were issued earplugs and were diagnosed with tinnitus or hearing loss, don't wait. You fought for this country, and our attorneys want to fight for you. Call 800-207-0028 now for a free legal consultation and to see if you may be eligible to file a claim. Time restrictions may apply, and you pay nothing unless there's a recovery in your favor. So call 800-207-0028 now. Again, 800-207-0028. That's 800-207-0028. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. W223CS Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. AM 1250. The answer. Weather. Mainly clear skies for tonight, low 55. Clouds and sunshine for Friday, high 76. Tomorrow night, cloudy periods of rain late with a low 56. Saturday, cloudy with a few showers, a high 66. For Sunday, mostly sunny, turning a bit warmer with a high 72. And for Monday, mostly sunny with a high 72. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, here we are. Uh, we were, I think they call it in radio, we're efforting to get the guest uh, who said he would be more than happy to be on the show, and we hope we get through to him. Um, in the meantime, uh, I will just talk a little bit about I, I, following up, and I, if I'd have known this, uh, our next guest was going to be late or Possibly not show up. I would have tried to keep Ken on, but um, he says that the future is not good. And here's the thing: this is amazing. Um, it's who would have thought if you would have if you would have predicted? Um, I don't know. Several months ago, that Newsmax would be beating CNN. Could you ever imagine that that would happen? Well, that's what's happening now. They're beating CNN because of the people coming over from Fox. So. I didn't get a chance to talk to uh, to Ken about that. But um, anyway, moving on here. We've had a few days since the uh, Durham report was released, and we know that most of the, at least the big media, either ignored it or ridiculed it. But it's out there, and anyone with a brain knows it raises serious questions about corruption 
at the FBI, but now what? Well, Daniel Greenfield is an investigative journalist at the David Horowitz Freedom Center, and he joins us now. Daniel, thanks for coming on. My pleasure. Thank you. So was the Durham report worth the wait? Well, the Durham report was planned. It would have actually been worth it. It would have actually been um, getting convictions, which did not get past the D.C. jury, and following the original plan of flipping some of those people, getting them to plead on others, and moving up the network to understand really how all this Russiagate, Spygate was coordinated from the top down, uh, the connection, the real connections between the Clinton campaign, the Obama administration, and the people who are even now sitting in the Biden administration. Uh, unfortunately, that did not happen. The Durham report is interesting, but a lot of it is what we already know. And the traces a lot of it with the procedural, I mean, it dismantles a lot of um, the excuses, the claims that the Russiagate investigation was at all legitimate. But the bottom line is that the media does not care, and there have been no consequences for any of the players involved. Yeah, uh, listen, um, uh, Daniel, we have a uh, our, our connection's not real good here. I don't know if you're on a speakerphone or maybe we can hang up and call you again real quick here to see if we get a better signal. All right. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll, we'll call you right back. Thanks. Yeah, that's uh, a little bit rough there. We'll see if we can uh, get a, a better um, a better signal. That's um, the Durham report is. It's now, as I said, it's been a week, well, all this week. And I, I, I kind of agree that I don't, I, I think it's interesting, but it's, it's about whether are there any, are there going to be any consequences? That, that's, that's the big question. Is anybody going to pay a price for any of the stuff that's in that report? And um, that's, that's what uh, Daniel wrote about. Today, and that's why I have him on the show. So I'll ask him that as soon as we get him back here. Gary, let me know when he's ready. Um, but you would expect, I mean, I didn't necessarily expect to see people frog marched out of uh, the FBI building or see Hillary Clinton leaving <laughs> leaving uh, her place in New York in handcuffs, although that would be more than uh, worth it if that would have happened. But, you know, and I guess it was maybe expecting too much, but um, are we are we have Daniel back, so let's try that again. Thanks for uh, holding on there, Daniel. Um, I guess the question is, you you wrote about this, and I just mentioned it while we were trying to get you on there. There were no consequences for any of these people, and no, uh, it's and then are there ever going to be any? Uh, the people who are responsible have done pretty well for themselves, and the Durham investigation was supposed to secure consequences. Um, the most that it got was uh, Kevin Kleinsmith, an FBI lawyer who faked a FISA email, uh, getting 12 months of probation and having his uh, law license suspended for a year. That's pretty sad. Uh, both cases that came in front of D.C. juries did not go through. Um, the people who were fired from the FBI are suing. Uh, Andrew McCabe, who was the deputy director, has gotten his benefits back. Um, Strzok and Page are probably going to succeed because the thing is they're making this deal with the Biden uh, Justice Department. And I'm going to guess that the Biden Justice Department is going to settle with them, just like they did with McCabe. So the bottom line is some of these people have actually done pretty well for themselves. They've made money. They've gotten uh, media deals with CNN, with NBC News. Uh, they've gotten academic kicks. They've been teaching at Yale, at George Mason, at George Washington. So uh, the message to the guys who will do this again in the future is you're going to profit. You're going to do well for yourselves, even if you get caught. Yeah, and uh, Comey, they did a movie about him on Showtime. He wrote a book. He's probably made a few million dollars out of this. So the, the, the media, which made a ton of money on this, has been happy to reward uh, the people responsible, um, universities have been happy to reward the people responsible, and they've suffered no consequences. And that is really the big failure. And the Durham report um, just really highlights that failure. Is is that the fault of Durham, or is it the fault of the people who have or will read his report and then not take action that they should take? Well, in part, it was the fault of two D.C. juries um, who refused to uh, refuse to convict any of the defendants, even when they had all the evidence in front of them. It's the, it's, the, it's the fault of a larger culture of corruption. There's only so much you can expect from any kind of investigation anyway. 
you need executive action, you need legislative action. It's not a substitute for actually elected officials doing their jobs. That's the larger picture here. Yeah, but I guess what I'm saying is that um, you, you shouldn't they shouldn't they have been prepared with what they were going to do if X, Y, and Z, which they knew were were true, were to be were to be uh, documented by this report? They should have been ready with okay, uh, this is what this is what we need to do if this happens. I mean, at least uh, obviously the Democrats are in charge, but the Republicans in Congress should have had something ready. Well, the House Republicans have their committee on the weaponization of the DOJ and the FBI. Uh, they're still continuing to look into things, but the bottom line is and any kind of legislative action is going to require majorities in the House and the Senate. Right. Republicans don't have that. Anything in the White House level is going to require Republican administration. But until then, the committee is going to do its thing. And uh, what we can do is continue paying attention, continue talking about this and sending the message to politicians that we actually care about this in between all the stuff that comes up, you know, whether it's the Bud Light thing or things like that. We still keep our eye on the long game, keep our eye on the ball and make sure that there's action on this. Otherwise, it would just fall off the radar. We're talking to Daniel Greenfield. He's an investigative journalist at the David Horowitz Freedom Center. Where can people find your piece that you wrote today, uh, Daniel? Well, I'm honored to be at uh, Front Page Mag with the David Horowitz Freedom Center. So just go to frontpagemag.com. We've got a lot of people covering the story. Now, uh, okay, so so can or or should the FBI ever be looked at the same again? No, the but uh, it's not just the FBI. It's the entire Justice Department. It's the entire, frankly, it's the entire government. Uh, what this revealed is just how corrupt the system has gotten, to what extent it's being weaponized, and it's still going on. Uh, Russia Gate itself may be over, but we've seen the raid on Mar-a-Lago over supposed classified documents. Uh, the U.S. attorney in Massachusetts, nominated by Biden, was just forced to resign after she weaponized um, her uh, her role in to go after a political opponent. So the stuff is still going on, and it has not been solved. It has not been fixed, and we need to remember that. What about the FBI's response to this report? Uh, their response seems to be, yeah, yeah, that was a problem, but we took care of all that. Yeah, everything's fine now, which absolutely nobody will trust or should trust. Uh, this set an absolute precedent in terms of what is possible. Uh, we have not seen the FBI actively go after a presidential rival in quite this fashion. And again, this is something that Republican majorities, either in uh, or a Republican administration, urgently needs to fix. They need to start uh, declassification reform. That's a big part of this. There needs to be actual transparency. It shouldn't be possible for an administration to launch an investigation without Congress knowing about it, without the American people knowing about it, when it comes to investigating uh, political appointees or elected officials. And, of course, the media reaction to this, at least the, 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 the networks, uh, the TV networks, um, Fox obviously did it up big, but I tuned into MSNBC and CNN the night that the report came out, and neither led with this as their top story. So that's all you needed to know about that. Um, so the media will not help with this because they're either, no, the media- they're either saying uh, that it was a nothing burger or they're ignoring it or both. Yeah, the media's approach has been that this somehow exonerates um, the Obama and Biden administrations. But then again, their response to the House committee findings on uh, the Hunter Biden materials was that, again, this somehow exonerates Biden. You have $10 million from foreign nationals going to the presidential's, uh, president's family, and it somehow exonerates. And so their response to anything short of completely catching them red-handed is that it's exonerating them. And you wrote in your piece uh, that, that Durham was never going to fix anything. Was that ever his intention to fix anything? Does it get back to what I asked before about, you know, here, here are the facts. You guys fix it. Yeah, in part, Durham was focused on reforms to the FBI and figuring out what procedural problems caused this. Beyond that, it seemed like he was interested in tracking down who injected this information into the Justice Department and holding them accountable, but again, uh, on a criminal level, that completely collapsed. And uh, in terms of some of these people losing their jobs, well, most of them have already lost their jobs, but they found new ones. Did the Trump administration do enough when it did have power? No, I don't think it did. Uh, I and a lot of conservative journalists were calling from day one to just declassify everything, almost everything, involving the Russiagate investigation. Had they done that early on, 
Um, it would have been a game changer had they even done it right at the very end, because Trump was at the very last minute, he would, there was going back and forth whether to declassify things or people telling him not to do it or people telling him to do it. What happened was the Mar-a-Lago raid, because uh, once again, um, materials that were you know, deemed classified were then used as a pretext to go after him. So the rule of thumb here for anybody who comes in after him is declassify, declassify, declassify. Failing to declassify gives the FBI, the Justice Department, power to go after you. And Durham is expected uh, possibly, I think I haven't heard anything definite, maybe I missed it, but there was talk yesterday that he would be appearing before the House next week. Uh, mm-hmm. Should any, anything good be expected to come out of that? Possibly some. There will be an opportunity for Republican House committee members to ask him some questions. Uh, he'll provide some answers to that. The Democrats, of course, use the opportunity to attack him. But the core material is there in the report. There is a classified version of it, but I don't think people should expect too much from that either. Now, um, so now you have uh, another election coming up here in a year and a half. And um, would there be any reason to believe that because of this report and because of what's been exposed uh, about what happened in 2020, that it's any less likely to happen in 2024? Or or could it actually be more likely because now they know they can get away with it? Uh, absolutely the latter. They know they can get away with it, and they're going to do it. And the thing is, they're probably going to do it in an even slicker fashion. We're not going to hear a lot about Russia, but they're going to come up with other scandals uh, that will justify investigations. We already saw this with the Mar-a-Lago raid. Uh, we're going to see a lot more of it. Whoever the nominee is is going to be hit, is going to be hit hard. Uh, there's going to be covert surveillance. They're going to generate investigations based on covert surveillance. And we may not even know that that is going on. There may be a raid, and we won't even know that this was generated by eavesdropping, by wiretapping, by COVID investigation. That's why we need to tackle it early um, before we get that far into the game. And what what do you think is, uh, how do you see the future for the FBI? And let's just say that, um, I guess, the, the difference in the future of the FBI if the Democrats or the Republicans take over in 2024, either the White House and the Senate or both? Well, there are basically two groups of people in the FBI. There are those good people who actually are doing their duty. They actually want um, to deal with crime, to deal with foreign threats. There are people there who are just building political careers. Uh, They build connections to various networks. In the latter case, it was the Clinton network, and they do their bidding. So, it's really important to clean house by getting the politicals out, by getting the people out who, uh, who think that their job is to help somebody get elected. And hopefully Republicans will be in a position to do that because the FBI is in urgent need of reform. Um, this, is, this is a major crisis of public trust. Does Trump have to win to make this better? Or could it be any Republican? A good Republican needs to win. That's the bottom line. It, you know, it can't be the usual Republican, but there needs to be somebody good there, whether it's Trump, whether it's DeSantis, um, whether it's other candidates who might emerge, somebody who's actually dedicated to cleaning house and has a plan to do it. And so um, the, how what, does the fate of the Republic, is it in the hands of, of, of the, is it is it relying on how this is finally figured out and and fixing the things that are obviously um, broken that the Durham report showed? I mean, how, how important is this that this, this gets fixed, aside from just talking about it? It's very urgent because right now people do not trust federal law enforcement, and right now we have a situation in which federal law enforcement actively interferes in presidential elections, and that's a major, major crisis. I means that effectively we have a Praetorian Guard like we did in the Roman Empire, and that guard and the people as allies to decide who actually gets elected. We cannot have that. Based on what you saw in the Durham report, what we've all seen, does that um, th- does that qualify the 2020 election as rigged? Do you think? Uh, I mean, the the worst of it was done in the 2016. Uh, Trump triumphed through that, but we don't know what they were doing in the 2020 election. That's part of the big problem there. We don't know what they were doing in 2020 for sure. Uh, We may not know what they're going to do in 2024. We're not even sure what they were doing in 2022. A lot of this is still very much a black box. Uh, Fortunately, a lot of what they were doing with Russiagate originally spilled out into public view. There were determined investigations. Journalists tackled it. There were Republican House investigations and pressure 
and there were whistleblowers coming forward, but we still don't even know the full story in 2016, let alone what happened in 2020. Hey, Daniel, I'm out of time. One more time, where can people find you? Frontpagemag.com. All right, that's Daniel Greenfield. Thank you, Daniel. Always good to have you on. Hope to do it again. Thank you so much. Okay, we'll be back. Wesley is a truck driver. I drive a truck and I love what I do. A truck driver with IRS troubles. They told me I owed them $43,000. It got really bad. <laughs> Quite a few letters in the mail. They were talking uh, about wage garnishment coming after my house, my car. Yeah, they, they don't play around. I seriously thought that I was going to lose everything. One sleepless night, Wesley finally made a call to Optima Tax Relief at 2 a.m. kind of figured I'd get a machine, but I didn't. I actually got to talk to an actual person in the middle of the night. <laughs> he found just what he was looking for. Oh, they were great people. You need a team of people that know what they're doing. Optima Tax, they know what they're doing. Optima Tax Relief came through with flying colors. I saved an incredible amount of money. Happy don't even come close. I was absolutely overjoyed. Take Wesley's advice. If you're in any kind of trouble with the IRS, call Optima Tax Relief. Don't trust anybody else. Call Optima for a free consultation. Call 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance to buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you all you need to do is call big lou at 800-333-1750 lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor call 800-333-1750 big lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford remember big lou's like you He's on meds, too. Call 800-333-1750. 800-333-1750. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. For my exclusive listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with promo code STAG. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to get the buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, hey, you still have time uh, if you want to make take a little trip out to L.A. You can get out there for uh, the June 16th. I think I'm, I don't know if any, I was going to say plenty of tickets available, but I'm not sure about that. But uh, the L.A. Dodgers, we like to finish with sports here a lot of the time, but it's not really about sports anymore. It's about stupid stuff like this. Um, LA, the, it's L.A. Pride, and it's um, the Dodgers are having it Friday night, uh, June 16th. The uh, L.A. Pride fans will enjoy a host of extras, both before and after the 7 p.m. Uh, game against the San Francisco Giants. Quote, the Dodgers have always championed diversity and inclusion as core values, and we're honored to showcase our dedication to fostering an inclusive environment both on and off the field during our 10th annual LGBTQ plus Pride Night. That's from Eric Braverman, Senior Vice President of Stupidity, I mean, of Marketing, Communications, and Community Relations for the, uh, for the Dodgers. We're thrilled to unite with L.A. Pride. We're thrilled to unite with L.A. Pride and our community partners for an unforgettable celebration that shines a spotlight on the strength and resilience of the LGBTQ plus community. Together, we'll continue 
to knock down barriers and foster an atmosphere of acceptance for all. When, unquote, when does this end? Okay, how about everybody understands that, you know, we were supposed to accept everybody and that that includes uh, the LGBTQ plus community. How many times does it have to be shoved down people's throats? What if you just want to go to a ball game and you don't want a pride jersey, a pride Dodgers jersey as part of your experience? And what if you just want to go to the game with your eight-year-old son and you don't want to have to explain to him what does this pride stuff mean? Because you just want to go to a ball game. Remember those days? And, you know, we went through this with the, with the, uh, the Penguins had a pride night and, uh, and the, the, uh, the Flyers had a pride night. And one of their players said, I'm not wearing the pride jerseys. Uh, I'm, not, I'm just not doing it. I'm not wearing the pride jersey for the warm-ups. It's still going on. And I, I, I asked the question, and I could be wrong. Maybe there's an answer to it. I don't have time to look it up. But I'm guessing that the Dodgers don't have a Christian night where uh, you know, they celebrate Christians, or for that matter, a Muslim night or a, or a, uh, a Methodist night or a Protestant night, or how about a, a Second Amendment night where everybody gets to wear gets a jersey with a, the Dodgers logo with a, a, with a uh, you know, a, I don't know, a, a little inscription about the Second Amendment on the back. I don't know. When is that going to happen? But here's my idea, and I'm still waiting for somebody to catch on to it and latch on to it and do it. Some team has to have get-over-yourself night, okay? And you show up at the game, and there's nothing. Nothing to honor you for anything you've ever done or any, any situation that you happen to be in or any opinion you have. It's just a game. Get over yourself, watch it, and shut up. I'll talk to you tomorrow. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Hey, John Steigerwald here for Johnny and Jesse Samick, my friends over at Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. When disaster strikes your home or business, demand the yellow van. Fire, water, or mold, Service Master's technicians are trained and equipped to get you back to normal fast. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.